Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sans Pants Radio, it's centimeter perfect. Welcome to How Good's Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And this week we are joined by special guest Joel Dusha, Matt. Hey, hey, hey. Matt. Hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. Pleasure to be here, semi a little bit. <laughs> a good replacement for Dusha. Yeah. Who I've, I've forgotten where he is in the world. Probably in a pub. Probably. <laughs> Drink, drinking beer. You Drink, think? Probably, probably drinking beer in a pub, watching footy. On yeah. a on a Monday, <laughs> just watching Essendon highlights on repeat, yeah, forever. He's just watching the round twenty two match from two thousand and nine. What was round twenty two two thousand and nine? Velvet Sledgehammer. Oh, that was when Lloyd oh, yeah. decided yeah. to yeah. murder people. Talked about it last week, mate. Yeah, okay, no, I yeah. forgot the year. I don't know. Anyway, I wish Lloyd he was back. Yeah. Anything you want to ask us, Sean? Oh, I don't know. Is footy any good? That's not. <laughs> is that not what we do? <laughs> Come on. How good's footy? There we go. I don't know either. We had a week off. How good's footy, man? Oh, look, it's a stressful time to be a Bulldogs <laughs> supporter. I tell you what. I, I was saying to my uh, my wife on uh, Saturday night when we were watching the game. Hey, hey there's some, something's happened to me. Uh, hey, hang oh, on. You didn't have a wife last time. Where'd no, you find that? Uh, Footscray. Hey. <laughs> no, good uh, things come out of Footscray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I love her. She's the best. This, oh. this wedding. No, this, congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Congrats. That's incredible. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, and I was saying on Saturday night, I was watching the game and like the Bulldogs were up by you know 30 points in the first quarter. I was like... I love football. This is just so good, chilling out with beer on the couch. It's great. And then just it gradually just declined and declined. And then my heart rate went up. It just it was the worst experience until <laughs> the siren goes and like, we won. Three points up, we won. We'll never talk about this again. And then you guys are like, do you want to come do the uh, podcast? I was like, sure. <laughs> Look, we're not going to lie. We were really concerned when it looked like you weren't going to win. And yeah. I was like, Sean, it's a lot of pressure on us because Dusha's not here. Well, this could be terrible. Our teams didn't play, and uh, our guest team's lost to Carlton. Mm. <laughs> like, we just mm. thought we were going to spend one big episode writing a letter to Tim Kelly. <laughs> yeah, we're preparing for it. I brought my pens. Um, but I had the one. 
I did. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was actually thinking like, you know, at least we could bond over losing to Carlton. But yeah. then I was yeah. like, we did it. We like split it down the, the middle. We lost one. We won one. There's like the tiniest shred of dignity yeah. again. Do you get him again? Actually, who do we get again? Do you, do you have to play Carlton again? No, we don't. No. So you don't get that. Don't get to redeem next year, yourself. We'll have to, um, but the next year doesn't count because it's like, you know, you're, you're living in the moment and yeah. uh, Brisbane failed the moment. The thing, the thing that made it the hardest pill to swallow was that I actually really like Carlton. I like watching them. I like writing the, you know, oh, Bolton was, he's going to be sacked. Then he gets sacked. Then they come back. I really like Kernel. I like Walsh. I like all of them individually, I like. Just when it all combines <laughs> as a Carlton <laughs> against the Bulldogs was not fun. Yeah. Mm. But even when it all combines in general, that's when it falls apart for me. Because like you said, like I do, I enjoy lots of the individual stories at Carlton, but then I'm like, ah, but it's Carlton. Do you know what? We were talking (laughs) this. Like, So when Richmond won their flag, everyone was like, oh, you know, Richmond Ballers love Richmond. But you forget when Richmond supporters are up and about, they're unbearable. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to remind you guys, when Carlton supporters are up and about, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know they're the most, statistically, the most loyal supporter base in the AFL? They've consistently been bottom of the ladder. Their membership has grown every year or hit, been yeah. the same every year, and yeah. they have a high, a really high attendance percentage. Yeah. Interesting. Right. There was someone, I can't remember who it was, but someone said that Carlton have the biggest supporter base. And they said this, I think, at the start of the year, and yeah. people scoffed at it because they're like, Carlton are shit. But they, that, that but, can't be. But they probably do have the biggest supporter base. There's a lot, like I know that my girlfriend's family, they're all Carlton supporters, and for the most part, they're kind of um, – they don't really follow it because they've but been once terrible they start winning, Once yeah. they start winning, they will come out of everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And you'll go, oh, it's Carlton supporters everywhere. We're all them Brisbane Geelong Bulldog supporters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brisbane didn't really cash in on the supporter front when they won three in a row. Well, like, no, because mm. you you know, you know, pissed off everyone in Fitzroy. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. Probably Not pissed everyone. off everyone in the AFL. But I think they're fine with it now because of that jumper you played in and represented really well last week. Oh, <laughs> such a sad, sad. Oh. Um, oh. I still oh, like to no buy good. one, actually. It was a good actually, job. No, I would feel wrong buying one because I wasn't a Fitzroy supporter, so why am I buying one? So if anything, you should buy a Bombers <laughs> Buy a Bombers Heritage <laughs> yeah. one. Find out what the Bombers were wearing back in the early 90s and just get in on that. I'm going to go with uh, Black with the Red Sash. Yeah. Oh, you think so? Yep. Yeah. I reckon with New Brick, the little <laughs> the old logo <laughs> in the pocket. Just before we dive into the games, I want to talk. we were talking very briefly before we started recording about mm. – that you're cursed on this show. Yeah. In a way. Well, you know, the record should show that when I came on here last time, uh, a day later, Tom Boyd retired. And we talked a lot about him on the podcast and his grand final heroics and just how good a bloke he is. Uh, so I'm, I don't really want to mention any players specifically except for maybe Tom Hawkins, uh, Dangerfield, and Tim Kelly. I wish them all well I, in retirement. I, I don't think it works like that, doesn't it? No, because it has to be. They have to be at your club. Oh, um, well, we don't know. Luke that yet. Well, no, 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 no. no we, we have a small you. sample size. We don't know yet. Yeah, Did you know. talk about other players when you were on last time? I feel like you would have. Nah, no, nah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and I listened. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mention any other players. <laughs> I've by done now. my research. Uh, no, well, how about well, Luke Dalhouse? He can retire next week. He's not at your club. He was though. Nah, <laughs> I, I think the power might work. You reckon? It might be transferable, yeah. Yeah. Oh. In fact, have you seen Stuart Camry play again? 
No, but uh, he did retire before you were on the show. Uh, but I dreamt about being on this show back then, and that's the oh, man. <laughs> the first sample. Stuart Kramer is fascinating. I've never seen a man with less hair try to stylize his hair. <laughs> he just had like this weird, like he had no hair, but just had like a little quiff. Yeah. It's like, mate, yeah. just, just yeah. shave it off, buddy. This curse might have some legs, though, because prior to getting Matt on the show, we, di- we had said to him, we've got to get you on the show. Yeah. I wonder if that coincided with Liam Pickens. Oh, oh, shit. Can I, I'm going to put out a request. Any listeners, send an email to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com with the player you want to see retire. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll get Matt in again. And just the episode will just be him reading names. (laughs) Dame beams. It's the the obituary before they all go. That's good. (laughs) All right, so we'll avoid Bulldogs players that you like this week. Done. We can do that. Did anything crazy happen on the weekend? Yes. (laughs) A lot. So before we talk about the games, do you want to talk about some of the ins- – so one of the things I think we can talk about as part of a game, yep. which is a bit of an issue that's being looked at right now as we speak. I don't know. Let me just see if there's an update on that incident. I don't think there is yet, though. Are we talking about the big talking point incident of the weekend? Uh, that's, yes. That's actually not tonight. Oh, isn't it tonight? No, because he's been referred straight to the tribunal, which is mm. tomorrow. Uh Oh, Tuesday night. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Monday night? What am I used to doubt on Monday? <laughs> Mate, yes. Yeah. No, fair enough. I know Michael Christian's on a Monday. Yep. Chris yeah. Chris O comes out Monday afternoon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, he'd yeah. find a bunch of people. So, anyway, Hawthorne captain. Ben Stratton. Yeah. Employed a unique tactic on the weekend. Apparently only ever done it once. Bull fucking shit. Yeah. I, he's pretty sure he did it to Charlie Cameron two weeks ago. The interview, so for those who missed it, uh, Stratton repeatedly pinched Aratio Fantasia throughout the course of the Essendon Hawthorne game to the point where after the game, you actually saw like black welts on Aratio's arm. About 15 of them. And you mm. could see like the, the TV camera was picking him up doing it in the same spot over and over again. And when they interviewed him afterwards, he did that kind of don't want to get in trouble from the bully at school and was like, <laughs> it's fine. Like, you know, yeah. I knew coming in tonight that that's what he does. That was the quote. I knew coming in tonight, that's what he does. So that implies that a lot of the players, like, that's, that's a Ben Stratton thing. People mm. are aware of it. It's, it's dirty. I think he went pretty hard at Charlie Cameron two weeks ago, and so now the now Channel 7 probably caught up and went, all right, we're going to put a camera on him tonight and see what happens. It's, it's not a good look. No, it's real dirty. It's like, you know, everybody knows there's tactics out there to put your opposition off and you want to get in their heads, but it's as soon as you start showing physical signs of – Abuse, basically. Yeah, you're like, I don't know, mate. I think you've gone too far out the, the bounds of the game. Is yeah. is there? Yeah, that's what I mean. Is it in the like the spirit of the game? Is this thing that like people talk about and like um with with tackling and people getting knocked out in tackles? I always talk about it as like a football action, but that's caused an injury. Therefore, it's pinching someone is not a football action, no. and like it's 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 bad because he's done it, but I think it's worse because he's the captain, mm. and I think that like it sends just such a you know, it sounds very pearl clutchy, but it sends a bad message to kids playing footy. Oh, 100%. The captain of your club is, well, if it's like, don't pinch. Why? The captain's doing it. Like, Ryan Crowley pinched people, but he was a tagger. No one had fucking Ryan Crowley's number on the back of their mm. Guernsey. Mm. And if you did, you're a liar. Like, I guarantee you some kids got pinched on the weekend. Totally. 100%. People would have, was that, that was a Friday night game. Friday night game, People yeah. would have watched that on Friday night. People were back for Hawthorne. People were back for anyone. And they would have been like, yep. all right, I'm going to give that a crack. Mm. Pinching. Stomped on a bloke. Yeah. The stomp is bad. Stomp so, is- so the pinching is very bad. And um, I, I don't know if he'll get suspended for that, to be honest. I think he'll just get a fine. I think he'll get a huge fine for the pinch and a 
Banned for the stomp. Got to get a ban for the stomp. He should get banned for the pinch just to stop him because it's not the first time he's done it and it would send a message to – and look, Ben Stratton, I'm not saying is there is no way Ben Stratton is the only footballer in the AFL who is using oh, yeah. this tactic. No, yeah. Like, you know, you, you know the others are doing but it. But send a message. Not my boys, they don't pinch. No. There's no way. Mark Blitzer, he's not a pincher. He's a big goofball. There's <laughs> no way he's pinching anybody. <laughs> he's a runner. He's a, he's a runner. Fletcher he's, Roberts ain't pinching anybody. No. He's playing he's, in the VFL. He's so. too tall. Yeah, he's too tall. Yeah, Mitch he's, Robinson. Can't reach he doesn't him. pinch. He it's headbutts. <laughs> <laughs> you know when he's got yeah. you. Yeah. Did you punch that man? Yeah, you saw me do it. <laughs> uh, Matthew Scarlett, all five grace fullback. Never pinched anybody. Mm. Did deck Hayden Valentine very obviously yeah. once. <laughs> well, <laughs> Stratton's lucky. Ratio could have just put one on his chin, mm. honestly. But then here's the thing. And that's, that's, I think, the frustrating thing about it is if Ferrazio retaliates, it's a free kick against him. And a suspension. And a suspension. Yeah. So that's – and I guess that's where the, the defenders of the pinch come in where it's like, well, it's, you know, if it gets in his head and it sends him to, you know, throw a punch, whatever, then it's worked. But, yeah, I think the line needs to be drawn on like – the guy, like his arm was just pitch black by the end of the game. Yeah. It's like, nah, not a good look. Did it continue in the second half? Yep. Because uh, Razor Ray talked to him at half time. They were laughing, but if you like, you couldn't see what they were saying. But you could watch, and he was saying like Stratton was like, "No, no, I'm just doing the the, the arm push." Yep. And Razor Ray started pinching and said, "Was like shaking his head." So he's obviously told him not to. But then he's also said, "We can't pay a free kick if we don't actually see that happen." The pinch. Yeah. Mm. So it but is the goal umpire saw it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like what's well, it's the Charlie Cameron thing two weeks ago? He's getting punched. The umpire was standing right in front of it, saw him getting punched, and was laughing like it's a, it's a joke. Hope that guy got a week off. Give him all a week off. Give Razor Ray a week off. Oh, Happy 300th. Give him a spell. <laughs> yeah. This is going off topic, and we don't want to bash umpires, but Razor Ray is an exception, I think, to this, because it's not it's not the umpire that I, I don't have a problem with him as an umpire. I have him a problem with him as like a football personality. Yeah. <laughs> I have never met someone who wants to be liked so much Loves in their it. life. He's Loves got a good selfie touch. game, though. Like, he's got the pout and the pose and stuff going on. Yeah, I just... He's into it. Him getting kicked in the groin last week was the best thing <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> He's getting a bit Hollywood. He yeah. is. He is. Um, do we want to about the other big issue plaguing the game, speaking of umpires and mm. abusive umpires, is that, guys, I don't know if you know this, but Gil McLaughlin is running the Gestapo out of AFL House. Mm. Already uh, knew that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the dumbest fucking non-issue in the world. Isn't it amazing how nothing to – we're going to talk about this again later as well because this comes up in another game this week, but how nothing turns into a thing. Mm. Like, this went from – a couple of guys getting ejected from the footy for abusing umpires. Oh, but it's part of what's why we used to, just don't fucking yell at the guy. Get angry at like the game, but like you know what? At the end of the day, that is a dude doing his job, and it's I don't know if you've seen the AFL lately, but the rules are fucking hard to police because they're all insane and keep changing, and ninety percent of them are subjective. Mm-hmm. So like, come on, lift. Public. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, everyone's an idiot. Security. <laughs> yeah. Not a, like, okay, guys, don't even know this. I work at a stadium. Mm. Every game I've ever been to in my life, I have seen security walk through crowds, generally yep. cheer squads or large chunks of rowdy op- like supporters, and they will walk down to the fence line and they will walk back up. And they will usually go to areas if they receive an, a text about antisocial behaviour, or they'll go to areas near bars, and they will walk. It is, I, I, I don't. Under, it's suddenly become this big thing because people are talking about it. But let me tell you, it happens every week. I've, I've experienced that footy before. I don't know. I, I just think it's because Channel Seven <laughs> felt obliged to just 
talk about it every single time they saw a security person on the move. They were like, oh, here we go again. And Richo's like, oh, we don't need that in the game. We don't need that. It's like, Richo, shut up, mate. Every time they were – so I think there was only a couple times where someone got pulled out. Mm. But the camera was in there and they were like, oh, here's another one. And it's like, you don't know what that person said. For all we know, they were, you know, freaking despicable in what they said. So they deserve to be kicked out. This is what security guys – that's what they're there for. Have you ever had it at a game – I know you've had some interesting people near you. Oh, yeah. But have you ever had anyone ejected either of you guys near you? I've never. Yep. You have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember a time, but it's uh, it's definitely, I agree. Like, it's it happens every week, right? You see it. it it's the sort of thing where. Two people uh, per week, they think. Per yeah. Week. And I think, you know, there's lots of theories going around whether it's, you know, it's a big crackdown. I uh, sort of think it's part of the, you know, obviously with the, um, the fights and, and sort of altercations after games that it's a, a wider sort of it's become more visible in the public eye with like violence and stuff that it's now the media's cotton onto that and drawing attention to it. But I don't think anything's really changed. There might be slightly more presence. Sure. But I don't think it's a wildly out of left field thing. That's just kind of happened in the last month. It should be more visible because the amount of fights that are happening seems to be growing. Mm. Like, and here's the thing is that they're complaining about it. Like the speaking of fights, there was a punch on at the, the Carlton Bulldogs game. The security ejecting, walking around at the Carlton Bulldogs game has been talked about more than the actual punch-on that happened at the game. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's just, come on. Like, one of those things is an issue. One of those things is just people doing their jobs. Mm. Have you mm. had people ejected near you? I've never had anyone ejected near me. Mm. Oh, no, I did once. I had that guy. Um, have I told the story about that? We're at, a, we're at the Collingwood Port Adelaide semi-final, elimination final a few years ago with my brother. There wasn't a lot of Port people there. And the guy behind us was like, was telling us how he just—he literally got out of prison. Like it was such a stereotype, and he was this Collingwood guy. But I was he about was to say which team did he? Bang yeah, yeah, for? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was like, oh, because I had a, a Port jumper on with my brother supporting Port, and he's like, oh, you boys, you know, I'll look after you. Don't worry if anyone says anything to you. I'll. And he was Collingwood, and there was one other Port Adelaide guy who was right down like on the fence line, mm-hmm. um, and after. Because Port beat them in this game, and after like a crucial goal happened, we kind of worked. This guy kind of worked at that he had friends, so when they kicked the goal, he turned around and us and was like, "Yeah!" So the bloke behind us was like, "Oh fuck!" Didn't do anything. There was a guy directly in front of us in a coat, really well dressed bloke, who picked up a bottle, oh, swore at the guy and threw the bottle at him, and had like a whole family kid sitting next to him, and he right. got escorted out. Good. But I love that, yeah, the guy with the tats who just got out of prison didn't hurt anybody. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well-dressed bloke threw a bottle at another man's head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went – this is going back a few years when I, uh, my brother and I were members of Brisbane and then this incident sort of was one of the reasons why we stopped being members for a few years. <laughs> was just, this one of your own? Yeah, this was our own. This was a real eye-opener. It would have been going back probably six or seven, maybe even more. Was it actually you, Sean? No, it wasn't me. Okay. So <laughs> just um, wanted to be sure. Back in back in those times, you could, if you were a Brisbane member, you could come down and sort of sit next to or near the cheer squad. Uh-huh. So all the Brisbane fans are in there together. You got sort of your own environment. It's great. There was a goal umpire who made a questionable decision, and I think it got referred. And everyone cracked the shits at him. And then they looked at the review, and he was correct. But people didn't let it go and started racially attacking him and it got really bad. And then he pointed them out and they got kicked out of the stadium. 
and it was like people in the Brisbane cheer squad, wow. like members of the cheer squad. There is no way they are still members of that cheer squad. I hope not. And um, but that well, was Vossy put him in a rocket, but, fired him into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, you know, like growing up, I'd always sort of had that thing of like, oh, Collingwood fans are feral. Carlton are feral, and you kind of think that your team's not like that. Yep. But every club's got feral fans, absolutely. Mm. And for us, and we. We didn't want to be members for a while after that because we were like, we don't want to sit with those people because it was fucking disgraceful that day. It was terrible. My thought is is that it, you can enjoy the footy without being a dead shit. And you, sometimes yeah. you get, like, yes, the emotion takes over and that is a great part of our game. But what I'd love to hear from is not the people who are like, this is bullshit, who generally happen to be blokes. Yeah. Who are like, this is, this is crap. What about the people who you know feel threatened at the footy? That's it. Who go to the footy and uh, cop and shit and like it's not a nice you, – you, you, you can't enjoy yourself. Like it's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of comments yeah. just in the past, just over the weekend, of people talking about, oh, it's too much extra security now, it's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And so many people saying, I've never once felt threatened at the footy. And it's like, Phew. You're very lucky then. Yeah. Mm. Because so many people have. Gee, a, lot want, people, a lot of people don't I go what to the footy. demographic you fall into, That's buddy. Right. <laughs> but a lot of people don't go to the footy and haven't been to the footy in years because they don't want to go through that bullshit. They yeah. feel threatened. They don't feel safe. Yeah. I like uh, – I'm not sure if I told this story last time I was on, but this year uh, my dad retired last year. He was like, we're going to get reserved seats to every Bulldogs home game. So we're on level two at, at Marvel and it's you know, the same people every week. And the first game we went to, round one, was uh, such a lovely experience because there was lots of families and older people, kids and stuff, and it was just like no swearing, no – like everybody was passionate, but it was lots of, oh, come on, you clown, and like yeah. really lovely supportive stuff. And I just – it warmed my heart because you could see kids. There's one. There's one guy who uh, he's got Down syndrome, and he's like part of that group as well. And he leads the cheer every game, oh, and beautiful. he gets everybody up and about. And you're like, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Getting around people, yeah. building a bit of a, a community. Yeah. Well, that's it. People are like, oh, it's eroding oh, the sense of passion and community. It's not. It's actually not. It's taking out the bad elements of that. Yeah. If you feel like you can't say something at the football because you're going to get kicked out, then maybe you should think about what you're saying at the football. Definitely. Yeah. Right? Like, just just consider that. Like, we've say where we sit, we're reserve seats in Geelong, and it's a lot of people that we know. And there are people who get passionate and they yell and cheer and, and boo and, and whatever, but no one ever goes too far. Uh, my dad once took his hat off and smacked the seat in front of him <laughs> in the most, like, 1940s vent of frustration I've ever seen. <laughs> but, like, there are a lot of kids there and they get really into it. And there was a guy the other week who had a drum. It was like, there tends not to be a lot of that stuff. But then I hear about people who come down and they sit at the other end where there's a bar and it's public area and it can get a bit rowdier because there's, I guess, not that sense of community being built and you get people coming in. So there is a, there is a problem. And I mean, if it makes people feel better going to the footy, then I, but also it's not a problem because it's been happening forever. Mm -hmm. It's not a new thing. Like you've always been ejected if you've said a bad thing and maybe we just need to like chill the fuck out. Just don't be a dickhead. Just don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. Just be like Geelong, have a no dickheads policy. Be some bloods culture. That's right. Maybe the bloods culture <laughs> injected into the AFL. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just <laughs> into get, the country. Make Paul Ru- Guys, sack Gil. Paul oh. Roos is the head of the AFL. That's pretty good. <laughs> Bring some of that bloods culture in there. Bloody hell. <laughs> That's not bad. Ah. I um I had a taste of the Bulldogs, um, the family vibe when we went down to Ballarat, and it's good. I felt like I was I had to be on my best behaviour, but I don't know. I felt weird. At one point, I stood up for a goal, and then I kind of was like, I'm just going to sit back down because I don't think there was any. There was maybe like one or two Brisbane people in that area. Yeah, but it's good. 
That's footy. Like that's what you want to say. You want to see kids at the footy. Footy's I went good. To the, I went to the most recent Brisbane game with my brother's kids, which is good. It keeps me under control. If I was there by myself, I'd punch the chair in front of me. Yeah, yeah. But you're not going to punch. And I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I had to get my hand, uh, you know, <laughs> surgery on my hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we actually talk about some football, though? Yes, sure. we should. Can you uh, just bring up the games? Yeah, sure. Thursday night footy. Oh, we're big oh, fans. I love Thursday night footy. We love it. Yeah. Do you know what I loved is about half lunchtime on Thursday. I was like, oh, man, Thursday. I was like, oh. Because you forget, don't you? I'm going to watch some footy tonight. But yep. you forget that it's on and you go, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Warm is, warm and, is and it And then up. you panic because you haven't done your tips. But then yeah. you get your tips in and everything's good. Oh. And you get your tip right and then it's better. I tipped the margin this week as well. Did you really? I was like over the moon. I was three off the margin. Yeah. I changed it too. I was originally, I originally went 10 points. Yeah. And so Adelaide, Richmond, Adelaide won. When Richmond lost like another three players, I was like, oh, that's three more goals. <laughs> I can't remember what I did for the margin, but I think when I heard that as well, I changed it to about 40 points. Yeah. Or 45 or something. And it was a lot closer than that for a lot of the game. For a while, yeah. So, yeah, Adelaide beat Richmond 101 to 68. But Richmond were leading throughout parts of this game and played a lot better, but just couldn't weather an Adelaide storm mm. that was brewing. Well, yeah, I mean, Adelaide kicked five goals to one in the last quarter, so yeah. there's your game. Just yeah. killed them. So prior to that, they were sort of in it. No, so this is so it was some crazy stat about how so Martin was the captain because so many players were missing, which means it's like the equal most amount of captains Richmond's had in a single season representing them in like 50 oh. years or something ridiculous Not like a that. stat you want, is it? No, it's not a stat you go, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, you know what? They had two years where they had – Nearly no, no injuries. injuries. Yeah. So, you know, cop it. Actually, I will say this. Richmond could have won this game. Oh, they could have. They didn't Just, kick straight. Well, that last quarter, they kicked 1-5 to 5-1. Yep. Mm. They blew it. If they had kicked straight, they would have won. Now, I didn't watch all of that, but... So, you know what? Injuries are no excuse, Richmond. That's on you. <laughs> it's true. There's the power of Jenkins. Jenkins was on fire until he wasn't at the very, very end. But, yeah, it was he was out of his mind the last half. And now he's out again for, I think, a month. Yeah. Oh, is that all? More. It's not an ACL, but it's substantial time. Well, I reckon four to six weeks. Maybe Gibbs will come back in. Did they then, try and Jenkins? And then go out the week after. Did they <laughs> well, trade Jenkins? Do you, I, don't, I don't think you bring – I reckon you bring old mate back in. Um, What's his name? McGillicuddy. Ah. <laughs> Who's the kid? Himmelberg. Oh, Himmelberg. The peroxide right. guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He surely comes back in for – or just Source come back in? I've not seen much of this Ruckman. Uh, but based on his performance, no, Source does not come back Well, yet. so Source has been fit for the last two weeks, has and it? they've gone with O'Brien two weeks running now. He had 54 hitouts. Yeah. 19 disposals, Tom, at 90%. He was playing on um, Chole, who was playing his second ever game of He footy. was Actually, good, yeah, Richmond. Although he looks good, he doesn't he? He really good. He, yeah. could, he should have kicked two goals, Chole. the black and yellow mohawk. Mm. Yeah. Fuck, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big every every player should have a hairstyle that represents their club. Like Brian Ryan should dye his dreads like blue yeah. and white. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I yeah. could see that. It'd be great. What, what's what's Ablett do? Paint his head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just do a like cat whiskey. Yeah, no, I just a, just a blue and white halo. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, but the big thing from this game is, of course, the Eddie Betts stack. Yeah. Moment. I was going to call it an incident. It was a fucking incident. It was a cool thing that it's happened. A non-event. It's a non-event. Speaking of taking something that wasn't a story and turning it into a story. Well, I blame Gary Lyon for having a big fucking sook. Oh, big old sook. A big sook. But this was great. So, Stack, obviously, we saw it. Congratulated, Eddie. 
by high-fiving him, giving him a cuddle after Eddie kicked a pretty good Eddie Betts mm. pocket. Just a casual Eddie goal. Fuck, really. it was good. Yeah. He just, do you know what? Again, and I told you this last week, I love it when he kicks the goal. He just turns to the crowd and he's like, fucking, you like, yeah. you like that? Yeah. Yeah, you did. And they're the all thing, bowing. It's beautiful. The thing I love is there's the the boundary. I don't know if it's like a, a runner or something sitting there. He's got his, like, his big freeze beanie on and everything. <laughs> and the guy bowing, like, keeps knocking him in the head. And he's just like, <laughs> yes, I know. It's just like he's <laughs> clearly being tapped in the head every week when Eddie kicks another crazy guy. He's like, fuck, they're going to touch me head again. <laughs> It's great. He just him just move his chair. Yeah. That had solved all his problems. <laughs> Do you reckon he hasn't been like, oh, no, Lance, you've got to move the chair back, mate. Yeah. You've got to be, you know, at that point there for It's like yeah. goes to work and puts in a complaint being like, I keep getting, I've got bruises on the back of my head. <laughs> I come to my same seat every week and then I've got to keep moving it for all these bloody people. <laughs> it's that same group of people, though, who wear those, like, 80s pocket shirts that they oh, yeah. high-five oh, yeah. him and – Imagine, oh fuck! But again, that's that. That's the spot you want to be in Adelaide Oval mm. if you're an Adelaide supporter. Probably pay a lot for those seats. Do you well, no, they, they I don't think like- you do because they're in. They're at the like the GA end. Are they? Yeah. Well, you've been. Well, there. It is a cathedral end, right? It's not like the big stand. It's the. Oh uh, yeah, it's the hill end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. That's a like we you get reserved seat. Like we get reserved seats there, but it's not expensive. Like yeah. that's where we sit when, when you when we, that's where we sat when we went to play Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. Yeah, mm. a couple of years ago, last year. Mm. But anyway, Eddie's kicked the goal. Oh. Beautiful goal. Turned it up with the crowd. <sighs> celebrated with teammates. Yep. And then turned to Sydney staff <laughs> yeah. and just uh, had a few words and was like, hey, what? Yep. And then a high five and a hug. Yep. Context was apparently early. So early on, he'd actually had another crack at one of those goals and Stack had smothered it and told him, I told you, no any specials tonight. Yep. And Betts apparently turned around and was like, mate, I'll get one. Yeah. Just, just wait. Just wait. And after he kicked it, apparently, turned, that's what he was saying. Turned around and was like, I told you. I'll, t- I'll get one. I told you. And Stack's like, yep, fair play. Really respect you. Fuck, he's showbiz personified in a footballer. I feel like was- for Stack too, like first year in the game, he'd be like, I was like front row to this yeah. incredible moment. <laughs> I got to play on Eddie Betts and it was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. Like surely that's the only thing he's thinking. For sure. He's I loved great. it. It's great. But Gary is very old, you know, old fashioned and is like, no, nah, players shouldn't, from opposition teams shouldn't sort of be getting around each other. And it's like, mate. Take the extra R out of your first name, one, <laughs> and then fuck off. <laughs> turn, it, turn it into a, a car and drive away in it, mate. Mm. I'm a big fan of it. Well, and Even is, like Gary Lyon's the kind of person who ha- complains about post-game players chatting to each other. Well, there's that whole thing last, not last year, the year before where Bernie, Vince and Danger were talking after a game where yeah. Vince had lost by 100 points yeah. but was smiling talking to Danger like, you don't like that as a support. Fuck off. They're friends who played for years at Adelaide. Like, he was at the guy's yeah. fucking wedding. God forbid yeah. you smile. And then these same commentators complain when when like players don't have personalities. Yeah. And it's like, well, you try. Anytime someone does anything, you guys rake them over the coals for it. It's ridiculous. But this is the thing, right? It was only Gary, Gary Lyon. That's the only prominent commentator I saw complaining about this. Mm. And it's turned into this whole thing where it's like, you know, Mark Robinson writes an article and like, none of this. You outrage about the bet stuck thing. It was great. What fucking it didn't cause it's caused debate among supporters. Mm, it, I split, think, nah, it split nah. supporters or something. I don't think know, it so. did. No, not at all. Or if Gary it did, Lyon. it was like fifteen eighty five. No, it was great. Yeah. Um Adelaide are fine and uh Tigers I think are in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, look. It depends how long much they can hang in there until they get people back. Mm. I looked at the ladder today, boys. Yeah. And I was like, that's mostly locked in. To do a predictor. And I did a predictor. Oh. And the only team that's dropping out. Is that predict- ladder predictor number 700 for the year? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I love it. Do you get around the ladder predictor? I do, but then I realise that, you know, I'm very biased, as I'm sure you are. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I get there and then I'm like, oh, even if we win every game, like, it's still sad because I know I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the, the only person you're hurting is yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, I did one and there's only one team dropping out and that was Richmond. And who was coming in? Either Port or the Bombers, depending on a couple of results. Ooh. It literally – so I, I sent a message to Dusha today. Based on the ladder predictor I did, depending on how certain results go, it could come down to round 23. If Port beat Frio, they, they're in. Uh-huh. And Essendon have to beat Collingwood at the MCG to get in. Interesting. Bloody so hell, That's massive. Has, has the media stopped saying Melbourne will turn it around yet? Has that no, stopped? no, I think they're still good. Okay, if good. Melbourne win every game from here on out, they'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> but – they're no good. So no, just gonna have a peek at this ladder. Yeah, so Adelaide are fourth. That's what I mean. So I think Adelaide are locked in. Although Adelaide have played an extra game, I think, haven't they? Oh, there's a few um, teams that have played thirteen games. Yeah. The Giants Richmond being have. one of them. Richmond's percentage is pretty bad too, to be honest. Richmond are in trouble. They're gonna because there's teams with better percentage who are just out a game behind them. Mm. And they have a bye this week. I just want to take a look at Richmond's run. Well, they have seven games at the G. We'll, run. we'll yeah. just see what we think is going to happen here. So they got the bye. They'll lose that. <laughs> <laughs> they come off well, the bye. So off the bye, right. So Port, if Port win against Geelong, they'll jump into the eight. Uh-huh. If Essendon win against whoever they've got next week, they'll they'll take Richmond's spot. So if Richmond, if R- Richmond could be out of the eight after the bye. They play St Kilda at Marvel. Danger. Mm. Big danger. Big danger. Gold Coast Suns at Metricon. Danger. danger. No, uh, with the I injuries, don't know. Tom, with the injuries, it's dangerous. Uh, I no, the Suns have got heart, mate. They care. For three quarters. Yeah. No, but they're going to have a break. They're going to freshen up. Okay. Sure. Mate, all right. Giants. Go back. Do your ladder predictor again. <laughs> okay. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll give the Suns that win then. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll drop one of those games. Yeah, sure. Giants at the MCG. They'll lose that. Mm-hmm. Giants desperately need a win at the MCG. Um, they play Port Adelaide at the MCG. Port, well, Port of, again, a, a, I think Port will be in a better position than Richmond will be by then, so I think Port could win that. You're yeah. right, Tom. There's a lot of bloody MCG action here. Collingwood at the MCG. They'll lose that. Melbourne at the MCG. They'll win that. Yeah. No, Melbourne aren't. Hey, Matt, are Melbourne going to turn it around? No, they're not. Thank you. They turn so around cool. for one day, though? No. Yeah. To help us? Yeah, they can. They can't turn around. Oh, maybe they can. Carlton at the MCG. They'll win that. They might. It's dangerous. I mean, depends. Depends. Probably win that, though. West Coast you at, said the Carlton MCG. at the MCG. Is that what you just said? They might yeah. lose that. They might, yeah. Well, they, I mean, they could. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Don't get cocky, mate. You almost on. lost to Carlton. Yeah, but where's shit? Like- <laughs> Uh, yeah. good. <laughs> West, West Coast Eagles at the MCG. They'll lose that. Brisbane Lions at the MCG. That's a tough one. That yeah, is a tough one. <laughs> if it was at the Gabba, it's yours. But that's, it's not. That's fucking one, two, three, seven. four, five, six. The last seven games. Yep. That's fucked. I don't like that. Don't care for that at all. See that stat the other day? It was um, one of the Gold Coast boys. Who would it be? He's played. Jack Homsch has played in 21 yeah, different stadiums. 21 different venues. And then you have. Players like I think they had Alan Didak on the list. And he played in like five stadiums. Played in five stadiums with two. So the other guys that were near him on that list played like 47, yeah. 48. He played two hundred and fourteen games or something like that, and he only ever played at six grounds. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. Although the Gold Coast <laughs> boys, they've travelled far. Well, I mean, yeah. Homsch. Here's the thing, Homsch. 
has now played for Gold Coast. He previously played for the Giants and Port Adelaide, who both got sent to like fucking weird places to play games yeah. at. Bear in mind too that Gold Coast had that whole half a season where yeah. they were just on the road. And that was last year. And yeah. the Giants used to split games between Canberra and yep. wherever they are, Spotless or whatever. And when was it Port Adelaide, but he'd gone to China? Yep. And as a and as a son. Bloody hell. Yeah. Gets around. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, it, statistically, yes. Yeah, it's frequent fly miles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, loves it. What do we make of Adelaide? They are, I think they. I still don't know. Mm. They'll be they'll be playing finals. Yeah, I, I like them. I think everybody was very quick to write them off, but I think they've like come good at the right time. Where like mm. Tex is kind of back into form. It's a shame Jenkins went down, but like he was, he's come into a bit of form as well. Betts is sort of capturing a bit of that again. Like yep. it's, I don't know, all their stars are doing well. Yeah, they could be a smoky. They get it all working at the end in the finals. If if they finish top four, they're absolutely a chance because they'll get two like a second chance, and yeah. you never know. They'll get a home mm. final. I mean, but again, will they shit the bed? <laughs> like, it's hard they, to say. Who knows? Probably no more in a little while. In a few weeks, have they play you soon? Uh, no, we've already beat them. We play them again. We're at Geelong. It's still that's dangerous. Yeah, they play right down there. Sure, don't they? no, they don't. No. Well, that's not dangerous. <laughs> You're going to be fine. Um, yeah, they're doing right. What was the next game? Uh, it was Friday night. It was a big one. Oh, oh yeah. We've got to talk it up a bit for our missing comrade. Correct. Who's half dead in a bar somewhere? Probably. No, he's fine. Essendon ninety six defeated Hawthorne seventy seven. Pinchgate. Pinch why gate. is why is no dickheads in the media started calling it Pinchgate? Pinchgate, Stompgate. Stratgate. Oh. Do you know what I loved when this is unrelated to footy, but just so nothing frustrates me more than when they put gate at the end of scandals because of Watergate. It's yeah. like, fuck, it was called Watergate because the whole fuck, you're idiots. <laughs> and then we had the water scandal in Australia where they called that Watergate. It was like, <laughs> no, no, that's not how this fucking work. Yeah, well done, you morons. Mm. <laughs> you got it. Let them be idiots. Uh, bombers looked good. They did. Stringer looked good, although he's injured again. I don't know if he's uh, not a long term one though. They think he'll miss next week, but that'll be it. Okay, he's mm. a bit. He just can't get the continuity, can he? He's always got something. You know all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he was always like the most frustrating guy because you'd watch him play and you'd be like, he'd do every time he had the ball, you'd be like, anything could happen, and then you just you wouldn't know. That'd be the problem. It could just be like a miraculous five goal haul, or it could be like six out on the falls and behind and he's been reported. Like you just don't know. And, yeah, now that he's got all these injury issues and stuff, it's like, yeah, it's a shame for him because he's putting together some good games when he's when he's out there. Unless they're playing him at like full forward. When yeah. they're like, well, put him on the wing. It's like he does not have the tank to play on the wing. Yeah. yeah. Before I forget, this game had probably the most disappointing moment of the season in it. Oh, re- oh. And it was right at the end. Fuck me. Yes. It was our mate, friend of the show, Tipper, <laughs> who has had the best, my favourite stat of the whole year, where mm. anytime he's kicked a goal, Essendon have won Did you won replace your previous favourite stat, which was Carlton can't score over 100 points? Yes. <laughs> absolutely did. I don't know. Did you see this, Matt? No. I didn't see this game at all. So Essendon were clearly going to win right at the end of the game. Tipper hadn't kicked a goal. <laughs> Essendon surged forward. <laughs> Tipper marked it. And yeah. we erupted. About 20 out. 20 yeah. out. Slide angle. We lost that shit. Oh, it was the best. Yep. And then he missed it. Good. No, not good. No, he broke the curse. No. no it's a good stat. It's <laughs> a stat imagine you imagine want. this, right? So imagine he kicks that goal and goes, Oh, it's the 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 spell is alive. Grand final day. Yeah, I know. Five minutes it's... ago in the last quarter. His team's down by thirty points and he kicks a goal. Everyone else lifts. 
And the other team goes, oh, shit, he's kicked a goal. Uh-huh. That's it. it. Honestly, Essendon could be down by 100 points in a game. Tipper kicks a goal. And they win. Suddenly everyone's like, we believe. That's true. But can you imagine the amount of stress on that poor man's shoulders up until that point? It's true. Maybe the shackles are off now. Can I just say, though, just you know, heroes, the cape is heavy for a hero. That is true. You know, those shoulders, It's that's what they're for. The heavy yeah. lies the crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the Superman's head. That's right. I don't, yeah. <laughs> 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 we're, just, we're just mixing metaphors here. Yeah. No, this was this was solid. Um, Fancy kicked a ripper goal for the first goal of the game before getting pinched. Um, but the Bombers looked solid. Oh, if we talk about so to be fair, Hawthorne threw everything at them. Mm-hmm. Hawthorne weren't terrible. They ran out of puff towards the end, though. But the big one was as the Bombers were threatening and just couldn't kick a goal, and Hawthorne looked like they were going to come back. Sad. Just was like, it's all right, guys. Watch, just it's fine. I'm just gonna snap it around my body from fifty and nail it. You yeah. know what Essendon have, and outside of Brisbane, they have probably my favourite backline in the AFL. Sorry, Tom. I know that you love the fuck cats. you. I've got a, um, they've got a nickname. Bloody hell, mate! They got Hooker. They got Hurley. They got McKenna. They got Sard. It's fucking great. Sure, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Do you know Hurley what? And, Hurley They're probably and my second favourite backline too. Well, that's all right. Then we agree. I don't, I don't like your backline. Oh, no, that's fair enough. They've done nothing of fucking note yet. <laughs> hey, we've got Hodgie. Yeah, that's it though. <laughs> uh, Harris Andrews is right. Yeah, no, but between Sard and McKenna, <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking exciting half back line. They're very yeah. exciting. So you what? Hurley, Hurley would very rarely lose a contest. True. And Hooker is just a fucking mongrel, <laughs> which every team needs. We know that. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah. Look, no, and pretty- I think on this show we're starting to become a big fan of Guelphie. If I was a Bombers supporter... He's that, frustrating as fuck. He's the man I'm barracking... Like, either him or McKenna is the number on my jump. But you know what? No, Guelphie. Because McKenna's too popular. People like him. Guelphie's a bit yeah. of an outsider. They like him, but they can't understand him. Did you see him after the game? BT interviewing That's a him. thick accent. It is. Love it. It's thicker than Tui's and um, Mike oh, O'Connor's. Definitely, uh, definitely yeah. I think, yeah. McKenna's. Yeah. Connor McKenna. I think I was calling him O'Connor. No, but Guelphie. Guelphie's good. He's got the... Uh, Got the uh, boy band blonde hair. It's the hair, yeah, yeah. Big fan of the hair. Big fan of his underratedness. Yeah. You know, who would be your, like, Bulldogs fringe player that you have to get around? It was Caleb Daniel until the start of this year, and, and he's come come to the fore. He's too big now. Yeah, he's too big now. But if you hadn't got on him a couple of years ago, <laughs> he's too oh, big yeah. for the little lost Absolutely. man in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, who would it be? Oh, I mean, it's probably a new kid, Bailey Smith. He's like a little... Little legend with the hair. With the hair. Oh, it's gotten dirtier too. It's, <laughs> it's gotten dirtier. It's filthy. Yeah, it's good. Bevo's good. the coach for him though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He would love it. He would get around that hair, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Can I? Can I comb it? Sharing <laughs> products, I love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But now Guelphie's the guy I'd be going for. So, um, yeah, well done, Bombers. Who's your cat's guy? Mm. Oh, I, I got a Mark O'Connor badge. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, does Mitch Robinson count? I think he does because no one thought he's that good. <laughs> when he left Carlton, everyone went, yeah. I feel like we talked him up last year, but he's gone to another level. Yeah. Like he's become better. Well, see, like my thing would be like I also love like Jed Buse, big fan of Jed Buse, but he's not yeah. playing at the moment. Yeah. Um, I like Reese Matheson, but it's it's more a protective nature because I know that everyone else would despise him. Opposition players he hate He's the most hateable man. If he gets a free kick, even if he gets his head actually ripped off, they all come up to him and go, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> they just hate him. He's easy to hate. Oh, I love him though. Yeah. But if he leaves, hate him. 
Is he going to leave? Nah, hopefully not. There's always Who would take him. There's always talk amongst like Essendon fans that he'll go to Essendon. Why? I don't know because Essendon were keen on him, and he's he's best mates with Darcy Parish apparently. Mate, it's this new thing in footy, mate, where it's like if you've got a best friend, yeah, you can go to that club. They play junior footy together; they yep. can't be separated. That's it. Maybe yeah. we'll I mean, Darcy I mean, Parish. to be fair, we've got several guys who play junior footy together. Rowan and Delhouse were like a year apart when they were playing junior footy. Yeah, weren't Cameron Ling and Jonathan Brown good mates? They were. There you go. That didn't help Geelong. <laughs> no. Well, Brownie went to Brisbane and won three premierships. That's it. And then became the captain. Brownie went to Collingwood. Did he really? Yep. What yep. pick was he? One? Two. Oh, was it? No, father, son, so 30-something. Oh. Yep. Because his dad played 51 games for Fitzroy. Just enough. Yep. And then they changed the rules. Probably because Eddie cracked the shit. Correct. So we got Jonathan oh, Brown. Oh, my God. And then it went up to 100. We need to, on this show, we need to, at some point, probably not today because it might require more research. Fuck it. Someone else out there, go back in the last... Amelia. 10 to 15 years Amelia's and find like a job, big Tom. controversial rule change like that, like a salary cap, like whatever, yeah, yeah. and find out if Eddie whinged about it the year before it was brought in. Yeah. And I guarantee you definitely 90% of them he would have. Absolutely. He would have definitely. Next game. The next game was Gold Coast Suns hosting St. Kilda and I thought I thought I'd pulled off a bit of a tipping miracle here with the Suns. Me too. And then Saints pulled off a, a – Football miracle and won the fucking game, eighty to seventy six. Um, this was an ugly game of football, guys. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Can't say I watched it. I watched bits of it. Uh, it nearly killed me. I watched bits of it and then saw the flip over the fence about six hundred times. Oh, the guy going into the crowd. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the best. Yeah, it was the first five hundred times. Look at him, he flipped over a fence. Yeah. Do you know why they showed that a lot, though, man? Because it was the best bit of the game. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what else? Like, I mean, the comeback was pretty good, and then Gold Coast almost coming back mm. was good. Have they? Have this? Is this? This is a like a. This happens a lot with the Saints and Gold Coast, does it not? Three games in a row decided by under a goal. Jesus, Saint Kilda. It's always when Richo is very vulnerable. Yep. And they pinch one. Um, so, okay, I want to yeah. say something about Richo because yeah. you've gone after him and I've been like, no, 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 no he's, safe. I, he's safe. I know what you're going to do. He's safe. I'm, I've got some things to say as well. Um, <laughs> I have realized that he's not safe. Oh, shit, I was going to go the other way. I was going to be like, people keep bringing him up and yet they've won six games. I think they're six and seven, are they not? Guys, he has a trigger mm. in his contract where he has to win a final. Shut the fuck up. This year? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Who said that? Simon Lothlothl. When did he say that? Is that on the record? I read it in an article. What article? Oh, Damien Barrett, maybe. Simon Lothlothl has never done anything wrong, so he couldn't be be wrong (laughs) about this. He's a beacon of (laughs) morality and integrity. Yeah. Wasn't he head of the Integrity Commission when he was unintegral? He was basically second or third in contr- in command at the AFL. Fuck. Yeah. Before um, he did something and had a fall from grace. Mm. Yeah. What a wanker. Um, but no, I, I heard that he has to either like make or win a final. Right. Jeez, I don't know. If that's the case, then yes, he's fucking gone. That's what I mean. I watched this game again and I thought, oh, no, he's okay. And then I read that and I went, oh, he's fucked. Yeah. They're not winning a final. Well, they're not making the finals. They're one win out of the eight. Yeah. One and a lot of percentage. They don't feel like that, though, do they? What's their run home? Can we look at that? Oh, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get that up. Um, but anyway, the game was good. Uh, Billy, Billy. Stretch? No. No, I was gonna, I was like, Billy, <laughs> Stretch. No, Jack Billings. Jack Billings, yeah. I should have just started with Jack. Like, yeah. yeah. You get half the team that yeah. way and then just. There are so, there's like 14. There's a lot of them. It's insane. Mm. Billings, though. 
I was reading somewhere that in last quarters, so in in his goal kicking for first and second quarters is like one goal for three and one goal seven. Mm. His goal kicking in last quarters is seven straight. So and he kicked the goal that put them in yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's kicking for goal in the last quarter, tick. Bloody hell! If if the siren's gone and shut after the siren, give it to him. Billings or Walters? If you were if you were putting together, a oh team. no, Walters. Walters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was putting if I was putting together a team and I had a choice of Walters or Billings, I'm taking Walters three times. Yeah. Like I love Billings; he's great, but he's not Michael Walters. That's very true. <laughs> Nobody is. <laughs> Nobody is. I got the Saints run. All right. Bear in mind, so they're six and six. Yep. Minimum. Actually, no, their percentage is shit ass. So they're going to have to win seven more games. I think they'll yep. need thirteen. Yep. So we need to get seven out of this, and there's nine to go. They're hosting Brisbane at Marvel. I mean, they could win that. Let's be optimistic and say they pull off an upset yep. at home. Okay? I don't know why I'm getting behind this. <laughs> yep. I don't agree with it, but let's give them that one. Yep. Richmond at Marvel. Richmond are very vulnerable, and I think that's a go. And do you know, do you know who could be yep. back in a couple of weeks? Hanbury and Stephen. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, game changer. Massive. Yeah. What about Carlisle? He's also probably close too. Let's give him that one. Jesus, they're yep. going to get players back. They play Hello fourth, 2020 Richo. Fourth Melbourne. Yep. Tassie. Oh, no, got to give that to say no. Got to give that to the fourth. Geelong in Geelong. Can't do it. <laughs> they haven't, haven't done it for I think like This is where it gets years. controversial. Yep. At Marvel Stadium. They play the Bulldogs. Yeah, see you later. That's they win that. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense and my beloved Bulldogs defense, we show up against teams that are good Mm -hmm. for half a game and fall off. Teams that are on paper woeful will pull together a couple of good games and it'll be close. This, we can't keep winning games like that. We'll lose to St. Kilda. Okay. Yeah. Because we're going to be cooked after playing, I think we play Collingwood this week. Cooked. We'll play, play hard, but then it's like three weeks recovery. And you might yeah. you might pinch the win against Collingwood. We might too, because you'd be like, "Oh, good, the Bulldogs are back to 2016 form." No, they're not. They just <laughs> they just pinched it. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, we're on three wins. All right, Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. Lock it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adelaide in Adelaide can't 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 win that. They're hosting Frio. I'm going to give them the win. Yep, me too. They got five. Okay. And there's two games left. They need to win both, I think, to make finals. Carlton at the MCG. Oh, lock it in. Go Saints. They're on 12 wins, heading into the final game where they play Sydney at the SCG. Jesus. I thought it was between Port and Essendon playing for their futures, but St. Kilda might be as well. Mm. Then they finish eighth. And they're probably playing either you or West Coast round one of the finals. Oh. Premiership. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a chance up there against Sydney. They would be. I would have been more confident in that a couple of weeks back, but yeah, anything could happen between now and then. What I can't so, wait for with, I guess one, with one game to go, they realise that they have to win this game. It's half time. Go do it for Richo. Richo for comes Richo. in at halftime and says, boys, I just want to let you know what my contract is. <laughs> I have to make the finals. And they go, we need we need someone unconventional. There's nothing in the rules that says a staff member can't play footy. <laughs> Billy Slater. Oh, Kids shit. up. 
Code Hopper kicks the goal, puts him into the finals. <laughs> he goes into the middle. Brett Ratton, for some reason, goes one out in the goal square. <laughs> <laughs> Who else they got there? Um, Stephen King, I think, sits in Kilda. Yeah, no, he goes cooked. into the ruck. He's cool. Oh, is he? Oh, he's cool. Just to motivate them on the sidelines yeah. with the big board, it's just a live ladder. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, come yeah. on, boys. It's just, is that what it is? It's just Richo's contract yeah. in real time. Um, when they're winning, it's a happy face of Richo, and when they're losing, it's a yeah. gift of him crying. <laughs> Did you see the board in the Giants game? And it just win. said win. Win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so apparently so they just beat Richo. Yeah. And they'll know. And they're like, oh, the other side? Richo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they stand for anything. It's not like if you're a Saints fan, it's mathematically very, very possible. Mm. Absolutely. That's a that's a good run. When I looked at their list at the start of this year and was like, cool, they'll be bottom four. Yeah. To be honest, even if they just missed finals, Richo's got to stay, right? Unless there is that clause. I feel like I've, I feel I swear I've read this clause about Richo's contract. <sighs> that would be a fucked clause. <sighs> yeah. Or is that a trigger? I think it's if a they trigger. If they make finals, then the trigger. Well, no, no. So I think if they gets- if he wins a final, he automatically gets a new year, right? But if he doesn't win a final, I guess he has to negotiate whether he gets another year. Oh God! Well, you know what the board on the sideline is. On one side it's Richo, and the other side it's Ratten. <laughs> no, 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 no. On one side, so he goes in at half, like three quarter time, right? Yeah. They're down. And he goes, boys, look, if we don't win today, I'm not coaching you next year. And I've heard who it's going to be. And he just pulls out a photo of Brad Scott and they win by 50. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I really want to see once, just once at AFL level, is a team losing at halftime and then they do a Mighty Ducks and they come out in in like a different jumper after halftime. They come out like a retro jumper or something like that. They just wear all their old footy jumpers from when they were kids. Oh, what a nightmare. (laughs) Like Imagine trying to call that game. Who's, uh, I don't know, that there's eight eight number eights out there. Has to be a regular BT game then. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of regular BT, I don't went up to that game yet, are we? So then we have... Oh, this one this one hurt me. <sighs> the Frio Dockers beat Port Adelaide 100 to 79. I backed Port. I'm not really sure why. I think, did they play well over there? Yeah, they that they was beat. my feeling. So I think I know what happened, Sean. Yeah. I need to own up to this. Did you? I think I convinced you last week, but I didn't tip them. It's a pretty bog standard move from you, Thomas. <laughs> Getting kind of used to this sort of fucking shenanigans. I had bullshit. heard from my brother that all these players were coming back, and it was that's it, what it, I remember now. It was, it was just Hamish Harlett, oh, Ollie Wines, well, they, Dixon, they held, they held Wines back for another week, and Rocky's probably another week away as well. Well, you've held me back for a season. I can't win the tips now. It's all over. <laughs> the dream is dead. Mm. Uh, I was sixth at one point. Yep. I think I was one off the lead. How Scared that, to look where I am now. How's that feel, Melbourne? <laughs> <laughs> Almost conquered it and oh, no good. Mm. No, nah, no um, good. This game was – oh, actually, I have a cool stat from this game. Mm-hmm. So Luke Ryan, who plays as a backman for the Freo Dockers, yep. uh, had an awesome game, just was intercepting everything. He went at 100% efficiency. He, good. he had, I think, 16 or 17 touches, which is a reasonable amount of touches, playing as an intercepting backman and just at, at moments where they were under siege, where Port just kept throwing everything at him, he's getting the ball out of there. It's, 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 it's impressive. Do you, know, do you have a follow-up statistic or any idea of what how often a 100% uh, efficiency rating happens? Well, there was another one in that game as well where Paddy Ryder also went at 100%, but he only had seven touches. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you got to have, I think, at least 15. I mean, Bailey Smith had 100% efficiency in the, uh, the next game. It's he had hair. 13 stats, kicked a goal. The, the efficiencies else. sometimes are a bit misleading. 
Because you have someone like Clayton Oliver, whose efficiency seems high, mm. but then he's having 25 handballs a game and eight well, this kicks. Well, this is the thing you love. This is the thing you love about yeah. Luke Ryan's stat. <laughs> is yes, it's only 16 touches, but he's playing in the back line. 12 kicks, four handballs. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. How Getting many targets, How many yeah. uncontested kicks, though, I wonder? I don't know. Yeah, you can't look at that stat on my probably. phone. I think you can. I probably need to subscribe and I don't want to. I think I can Don't want to know where I live. Um, I can probably find Steve out. Steve Gill send the Gestapo after I, me. I can find out <laughs> if we just want to know this. Uncontested possessions, 10. Well, yeah, they get kicking it to him. Yeah, not fair He enough. was playing as a loose no, man defence. Yeah. That, that, that's a pretty good effort. He's a young player too. Yeah, he's pretty good. Not the best on the ground though because that belongs to um, Fife. No. no. Yeah, I know. Fife was good. He was incredible. He was good. So someone must have played pretty fucking good to top that. It's the guy I'm picking three times ahead of uh, Jack Billings. Yeah. Michael Walters. Fourth quarter specialist. If you're picking a team right now, yep. who's your number one pick? Who's the first player you pick? Based on how well teams are playing at the moment. Yes. Either Walt. For me, it's a three-way tie. Yep. It's either Walters, Cripps, or mm-hmm. Tim Kelly. Based on the form this year. Oh, no. Actually, I want to change my answer. It's either Walters, Brody Grundy, or Tim Kelly. Ooh. Oh, it's Walters. He's a game winner. He surely gets all Australian this year. He's a lock. Right? When, he, to, yeah. when he dominates, they win. Whereas Grundy, I've seen Grundy dominate, and they don't doesn't mean that they win. Yeah, but you have the right people around him. This is true. Instead of, you know, beams. I know, Walters. Well, yeah. Well, not anymore. He's out for the year, isn't he? Walters, save the day again. Swore on national television. <laughs> Did you see right. this? Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Just got a bit excited. Well, look at his face, too, when he realised what he'd done. He's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Should have done that. Chrissy Hogan played well. He did. It's all starting to uh, come together for yeah. Freo. Sean Darcy had a huge last quarter. Just I think he had 11 or 12 hitouts in the last quarter against Lysette and Ryder, and he's 20 years old. Yeah. Tell you what, Trent Cooper's doing such a good job at Freo. <laughs> I think it's Ross. It can't be. You sure? Has he, has he got himself together? He's had some extra chewy. He bought some gum, so he doesn't smell like garlic bread all the time. <laughs> Nah, just kidding. He's a fuckhead. Put he's, him in the he's ocean. Still Trent a fuckhead. Cooper, though, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tie a Frio anchor around him. Maybe it's Peter Bell. Ah, uh, he seems like a fuckwit too. Yeah, just the trade just based table. on the negotiations at the trade table. They just lied. <laughs> oh, we don't want him then. We really, really want him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for Frio supporters. Yep, me too. I just like don't him. like Ross. Yeah. So uh, there is a. It's bittersweet because a part of me did want them to really tank it this year to get rid of Ross, but it seems like he's becoming more secure in his job there. And that is, it's it's sad, but Freo fans, I don't know, enjoy the ride. Fuck. <laughs> We're stuck with Ross. It's happened, Tom. Yep. We thought we got rid of him. It's the wrong Oss that we wanted to succeed. Oh, they're just we're playing oh. too well. Do you want to know a great Michael Voss story? Please. So at work, is that Michael Voss. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear a Michael Voss story? Sean? When did you find this out? I'm surprised you haven't told me off air. I I completely forgot to tell you, and then I remembered as we were just saying it. Then um, so. Chris Johnson was at a function at my work. Yep. And um, was talking Legend. to one, one of the tour guys. And he was like, one of the tour guys goes, oh, yeah, you were a mongrel back, proc- back pocket. He goes, mate, I was, I, was, I was bad. Do you know who was the worst? Michael Voss. Yeah. Used to get, he said he was the loveliest bloke, but used to get such white line fever <laughs> that if there was a ground ball near you and you were going for the ball, you didn't have to worry about the opposition cleaning you up. You had to worry about Vossy. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought you'd appreciate that, Sean. Oh, I love him. He's the he's. I think he's pretty well known as the uh, the worst sledger in AFL history, isn't he? Worst sledger. Oh, the best. I mean, yeah. You know, uh, that great yeah. one, Brett Voss. My mum had sex with your dad. Yep, that was a good one. <laughs> um, he did the one to the Geelong player too, 
where he stopped he stopped play. If I told Shannon Burns. Like, yeah. Yeah. Said, oh, there's an Oz kick kid still on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> just laughed at Shannon Burns. Oh, oh, what a dog. It's no good. Oh, I love him though. Even his own teammates apparently laughed at that. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. what I love about that <laughs> story. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, oh, that probably takes us on to the next game. Probably does. Oh, Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, the big time. The big a game show. that when I looked at, no offense, Matt, I looked at it and went, fuck, I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> I had a strange experience watching this game because I, I tuned in a little bit at the start and then I was like, oh, no, this this is going south for Carlton. They are shit house." And I put Captain Marvel on. Yep. So I was watching that for a bit and then I think you messaged me, Tom, like, holy shit, fuck, fuck, what the hell? And I turned it back on and watched an incredible third quarter <laughs> and then um, <laughs> I actually fell asleep. <laughs> no. I fell asleep in the no. third quarter because the dogs got back on top and I thought, ah, oh, fucking hell, Carlton, you big tease. And then uh, I woke up because you were messaging again and my phone was vibrating on the coffee table. And I woke up and I saw the last three minutes. And I was just like, what has happened? Yeah. <laughs> so much happened. How do you feel, Matt? Well, look, I died twice and <laughs> came back. It was it was awful to watch because that first quarter, I was like, oh, my God. We're, like, we're back and then some. Like disposal numbers flying around everywhere. Richo couldn't count. There was that much going on. He was just like, oh, is this 15? There's 100. Like he was just losing his mind. <laughs> And I was like, well, this is the greatest game that's ever been played. I don't care. Like, seeing Bontempelli and Cripps line up on each other at that first bounce was like, it was tantalizing. And that's what you look at that and you go, that is going to be the best thing in footy for a few years. Yeah. 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 And then it all just started going horribly wrong. It was kind of typified because I sent my dad a message before it started. I was like, I've got a, I've got a bad feeling about this. And he's like, hey, come on, keep the faith. We'll believe. <laughs> And then we didn't text each other for the rest of the game, Ooh. nor when we won. It was just deathly silent until I saw him on Sunday and was like, "Can yeah, we get out of that one?" <laughs> I but, told uh, you, Dad. The the one takeaway is I think uh, Josh Dunkley is going to be careful. He's going to retire now. Oh no, Dunks, <laughs> no! He's he's having an incredible uh, couple of weeks. The last six weeks, uh, according to some statistics, he's averaging thirty-two and a half disposals and six point eight tackles a game. Jesus, Jesus, it's like out of control. Because they were playing him at half forward early in the year, and they've clearly gone, "No, nah, that's not working." Put him on the ball. Yeah, and yeah, he's like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm good at that. Very why, good at it." I wonder why Sydney didn't want to have a crack at him. Maybe they didn't have the draft pick. I think his his kicking's pretty average. He's not an accurate kick. Mm. Uh, but he's just like an absolute beast in the midfield. So is he going to have to be a bit of a Dane Swan type maybe accumulator? Mm. Well, I think, and I think, yes, yeah, Sydney's game plan was is around precision kicking to a target. Oh, okay, so they probably target. looked at him and went, I think they were probably, I, I remember at the time I think they were like, we like him, but no. Nah. Who'd yeah. they take instead, I wonder? Oh, I don't know. Mills or someone like that? Oh, no, 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 because it would have been high up because the doggies took him at, wasn't it something like pick 40 or something yeah, like that? Yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't like a top pick. Sydney had every chance to take him. They just decided not to. Mm. Yeah. Those ones happen. I mean, yeah. one won a premiership in 2016 and the other one didn't. So, yeah. You know. The uh, the other good thing is that Libba uh, had an injury, but it was not an ACL. Avoided all that. So Can we talk good. about Libba's greatest thing in this game, though? His, his hands are fine, though, aren't they? They're very fine. Oh, yeah. The footage of him walking off the bench at the end of the game and turning to the Carlton <laughs> supporters and miming, crying at yeah. them. Yeah. My first thought was, oh, you big fuckwit. And None your immediate second but no, thought? No, but then I thought, ah. Oh, it's Carlton, and also for Liberty to do that, I feel like someone in the crowd's been a smart ass. He's, he, you got to remember, he'd yeah. been sitting there from what the first quarter. Uh, I think it was a bit later, the second quarter maybe, but yeah. So he'd been sitting there for a while. Someone has clearly been getting stuck into him. Yeah, 
as the as the Blues started to surge, yeah. he's just turning around and going. No, didn't do what Stratton did, which was give the finger to the crowd. Yeah. Just a nice little. Oh, I didn't oh, know about the finger. You, surely you heard about this. So he's, he's done a he's done a, a a pinch, a stomp, and a finger. Covert bird. Oh mate, he's had like a just bad ha- bad just night. Not looking mm. at the crowd, just like put a finger out behind him. Yeah, right. is it too late to bring back Ruffhead and make him captain again? Well, I mean, they won't they won't play him. He's fit. <sighs> Sicily, Sicily for captain. Oh, God. Just give it to like Smith or Shield. Yeah, I saw yeah. a good tweet. I can't remember who did it, but it was like um, Stratton's <laughs> trying to take down Sicily as the most hated Hawthorne player, <laughs> so he can become captain. There it is, oh, guys. Yeah. That's the Clark. It's Clarkson being a step ahead. Make them hate Stratton, so when Sicily's captain, they'll love him. Yeah, oh, God. The other good Libba thing, and I I have no evidence on this based only from my memory of it, was that when because Libba was in and out of the rooms a few times getting checked out, and then he came back out in his tracksuit. Pretty sure he had a meat pie in his hand. And I was like, that's the most liver thing I've ever seen. Like a meat pie and a Coke. I was like, like I'm never, done. Never never changed liver. Never changed. No, never, ever. Yeah. You gotta keep him. Yeah. He's just the heart and soul of oh, He signed on for two years. Did he sign on? He signed on. Oh, that was yeah, quite in the week. that one. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. They must they kept it quiet because they were like, don't say it too loud or he'll want to have a party. Yeah. Then, we <laughs> then we won't see him for six months. Yeah. The we odds think- of him leaving would have been pretty low, I'd say. Yeah, I think this year. Yeah. It would have definitely had to have been a situation where the dogs didn't want him. Yeah. If he hadn't have done his knee last year, he probably wouldn't have stayed. He probably would have left. Yeah. Yeah. He would have gone with, with Dalhouse. Not to Geelong necessarily, but he would have gone. Yep. Two we're both one. out of here. <laughs> Liber and Dalhouse. Take him in Brisbane. I mean, you got enough tattooed fucks up there. You don't, <laughs> you don't need any more. Do we? We just got Mitch and he's not a fuck. He's that's a legend. I, yeah, that's what I mean. But he's, yeah. he's, you've, got, you've got enough livers already yeah, without probably. having another liver. Every all, club gets one and you've got yours. Yeah, yeah. he's all the liver we need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, back to the game. Uh, yeah, it was just stressful. And, it, like, it, it pained me because, like I said at the start, I love – Carlton, I think they're doing really well. I like all their kids. I like their team. But don't fucking turn it on against us like and seesaw it, make my heart implode ten times. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't was do it, it. What was worse, the Daisy goal or the Charlie seventh? Uh, <laughs> uh, can I say both and get away with that? <laughs> you can. Yeah, uh, both. No, I think because Kerno got those couple of freebies at the start, it was like two free kicks and two goals, I think got him, like, in the zone. And then as soon as they just started marking it, like, Casbolt in the back line, Kerno in the forward line, just clunking marks. That's a spine that all of a sudden works. I know. Yeah. It's not great. I think, was it Paddy Dow's, like, little one off the ground that sort of just rolled it through? Like, that was just all of these goals just broke my heart. To be fair, Suckling did a couple of those where he kicked – he. He kicked a goal that I feel like only Matt Suckling could kick from where he was and how he got the ball to go. Yeah. And then later on when he had the chance to do the same thing, completely fucked it and kicked it to Levi Casbolt. Yeah. Which is very Matt Suckling-like. Without Matt Suckling, I think you lose that game. Totally. Yeah, he's, he's. I think it was the end of the third quarter he kicked that goal. The yeah, he just had like before. a superhuman five minutes. He, he kicked yeah. a goal and then also squared one up Yeah. to Dixon or someone as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a beautiful kick. It was a Ripper kick. It was a Matt Suckling kick. It was yeah. No one was getting near it except for the guy that he wanted to get near it. Yeah. 
It's good to see Dixon come back. Dixon's mm. been out for a few weeks. He kicked the goal. It's Most good. accurate man in AFL history. So they he? say. But he's every time they say it, he misses. And I feel like we're <laughs> starting to like see it all balance out. Yeah. And it's, and it's, yeah. That's the rule. Anytime, you t- anytime a commentator's like, this guy, very, it's fucking shut up. Yeah. Anytime BC, BT rather calls someone a sharpshooter, you know they're going to miss. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I've heard him call Bruce a sharpshooter every time he's kicked it down. Oh, yeah. Bruce hasn't been a sharpshooter for about four years. Yeah, that amazing Yeah, run. with that run where he just... Nearly didn't miss anything. Well, no, so he didn't mm. kick it behind. So it was about, it was like 10 weeks we didn't kick it behind, but he had kicked a few out on the full. The pressure would have got to him. Would have been tipper all over again. Yep. Bloody hell. Tell you what, Sam uh, Sam Lloyd's been a very good pickup. Yeah. Every week I'm like, he's good for two, three goals a game. There's so nothing wrong with those kind of guys. He's so what, Richmond could have used him this year. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't have anticipated no, that was the situation they were going to be in. And also, their issue isn't small forwards. I no, mean, they've got, you know, a, a lot. For some reason, my brother hates Sam Lloyd. He's like, it's my least favourite player. I'm like, why? Well, he goes, don't know. Just is. <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs> not the why? Sam Lloyd specifically. But not but knowing just why. not knowing why. Yeah. It's kind of like when you go, why do you hate Bevo? And I'm like, don't know. Okay. Mm. Here's the question I want to ask you about Bevo. Go on. Go on. How much more currency does he have from the 16th flag? Uh, Ooh, to be honest with you, I think it's an intelligent question, Sean. I'm trying to prove Dusha wrong that I'm not an idiot while he's away. I think he gets through to maybe end of next year because I think for a number of reasons, we won way ahead of our time yep. and now our list has gone through a lot of, of experience and, and retirements leaving. Uh, so we're still a very, very young list. I think last year we we're probably fielding the youngest uh, team most weeks, if not one of the youngest. And then this year, we're sort of in that weird middle ground where we've won a couple of games, we're playing above our our sort of level, but then losing. And so we're so inconsistent like a team in a rebuild, but show those signs that are like, you know what, we could be really good. But I think it's that inconsistency it shows that we're at that lower end of the, the rebuild. So I think you get through until the end of 2020 and then you start asking some questions. It's like, what happens here? Like now, you look at there's lots of good young kids coming through. Like Bailey Smith's great. Lipinski's having some good games. He had a ripper game. It's good. You know, the Bont's still there. Like the midfield's solid. I saw somebody describe it as like Collingwood a couple of years back where their midfield's this like absolute beast and you just sort out the other ends. You get a good couple of key position players and you're sorted. That like end of this year, heaps of cap space because of Boyd retiring, pick and retiring, all that sort of stuff. Put in a couple of free agents see what happens, and then end of 2020, I don't know. There you go. That was or, a, or. or he gets fired next week. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I don't think they would fi- – it would take a lot for them to fire Bevo, I think. Mm. Does Bevo see where it's headed and go, it's a pretty good time to jump ships. There is Carlton. There is North Melbourne. There's potentially Essendon. I, I think North Melbourne's fine. Could he miss and kill? I think Shaw gets that job. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Really? Keep him. Keep him. What about Carlton for Bevo? Wouldn't be dissimilar to taking over the Bulldogs. Mm. But no, see, then this is awful because then you know what this does? These Bulldogs wide open for a Brad Scott, and I don't want to do that to Matt. He doesn't <laughs> deserve that. Bulldogs wide open for a Michael Voss. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that to Vossy, to be honest. <laughs> oh, <can't laughs> Is, no one's ever going to be good enough for Voss to coach and he won't ever go back to Brisbane. I just want Vossi to inherit a good list. Like whatever team Vossi is assistant coaching at, right, Yeah, I want them to be one of the best teams in the AFL and then that coach just like suddenly is like, you know what, 
I'm just going to step away. But here's my successor. And then Voss walks into like a top four beautiful So team. what you're saying is you want Chris Scott to quit yeah. and Voss to take over Geelong. Yeah. <laughs> Better him than Brad. <laughs> oh, we were, no. Fuck no. We've got the good Scott. We don't want the bad Scott. No. What, his name is Brad Scott. It's one letter away from bad Scott. If Brad Scott doesn't get a job, just look out for Chris. I hope, he's, I hope his friends get around him and make sure that uh, his brother doesn't knock on the door one night and just pretend knock to be him in. off. They'll know straight away because you walk into the club and they'll be like, oh, it's Chris. Yeah, I'm definitely Chris Scott. And they go, okay. Yeah, so uh, here's my here's my strategy this week. Oh, it's a blank piece of paper. You're Brad! <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you want to add about your boys? Nah, look, nah. it's it pains me to see them so inconsistent, but I love them. It's torture and hello, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Banging for the Bulldogs. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. There was a game down in Tassie, Tom. <sighs> Broke my heart. I switched my tip five minutes before the game started. Which colour too? And I went with the Giants because I panicked because I'd had a bad weekend of tips. It started good and then it went south really bad. And I said, I've got to fix this. I've got to give up on fourth Melbourne for a week. It's a really long-winded way of saying you're a coward, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a coward and uh, the Giants won 91-68. to They beat North Melbourne. This game was so good in the first half and then – it was like they went in at half time and Leon Cameron was like, oh, okay, guys, you right. come on. Come on. Come and on. they went, all right, and just did a murder. Yeah. Very physical game. Well, was, the, the ta- I loved it. The tackling was awesome. Anyone was like, oh, the guy was, the guy was soft. Mate, watch, this game was fair. There was a lot of fair. But Joey loves a, a bump. Jed Anderson loves cleaning people up fairly. Never goes head high, just shoulder straight to the chest, and they just hit the floor for it. Did, um, did yeah. Floppy Brown get a week? No, he didn't. He got, he off. got off. Yeah, interesting. Which mm. no is consistent with the rule this year. Well, because of Gary. You're welcome, Ben. Did Ben Cunnington <laughs> do something? No, he just had a, he got tagged out of it. Oh well, so he hurt Matt DeBoer in a tackle, but the tackle was fair. Okay. Um, and also he was being tagged pretty heavily. By I don't really believe you that it's fair. It's got Cunnington involved. No, no it was yeah. just like he just got him awkwardly. Like DeBoer was in an awkward position when he got tackled. Was it Cunnington's 200th or was that? It was. Yeah. I'm amazed he's played 200 games. Mm. He looks like he's about 600 years old that day. <laughs> he and he's like 26 or something. He's, I remember when he was drafted, he, looks the, he looked the same. Yeah. Did you see that stat about him, about the contested possessions? No. I think it was, it was something along the lines of, the amount of times within um, the last seven or eight years or something that a North Melbourne player, or the Ben Cunnington, has had uh, more than 20 contested possessions in a game, mm-hmm. something like that, and he's had it done it 20 times, and then underneath it, seven times is the combined total of every other North Melbourne player in that period of time. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. He's a beast. And a dog. And a dog. Loves to punch, <laughs> loves to scrag. <laughs> loves it. He's, but to be fair, he's he's he epitomizes that North Melbourne totally. He's Glenn Archer two point Yeah, like looks like an old man, <laughs> Shinbone spirit personified. Yeah, that man. Mm. Yeah. yeah, um, and the Giants. I mean, they're the antithesis of Shinboners. They are a sleek, terrifying, orange machine. Mm. That um, fuck, they're scary. They're not quite firing yet, which is scary because they've yeah. they're, they're second. Like they're second. They've had some. Bad games, like they dropped the one to Freo yep. at home. But then um, they're the only team to beat Geelong this year. At Hawthorne really got on the end of them too, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, but they beat Geelong without Callum Ward. Mm. Jeez. Yep. If it clicks. Well, the thing is like Whitfield's got to come back. Oh, I don't know. They've just got so many stars, that team. It's, it's fucked. Toby Green's a gun. 
That's the game, boys. That's the game. I had nothing more to say about that. No. Reshaw's head suited Hobart. That's about it. Um, Do you want to go next week, do some tips, and then um, do some emails? Absolutely. Sick. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Thursday night footy again. Oh, my favorite. Oh, this is a this is a oh, this is a juicy game. The juicy. Eagles hosting Essendon. Remember what happened last year? What did happen last it year? It was a big fucking ambush. Did the Eagles? Didn't the Bombers kick like eight goals in the first quarter? Oh, they did. Jake String kicked like five or six. Mm. Really? I don't know about Jesus. that. Won't be there this week. But you know who might come back in for him? Who? The man. <gasps> no, man. Who else? Need a key forward. Bloody hell! Is he is he fit? I know. Does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> He's fit. Mitch Brown we're talking about. You don't ask Pablo Picasso if he's fit. <laughs> Just let him paint. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm i going to back the Bombers. Me too. Does, <laughs> does fitness have anything to do with painting, do you think? <laughs> do, you, do you think somebody's gone, Picasso, you fit to paint? And he's like, fuck off. I'm, <laughs> I'm painting this lady's face weird. I'm fine. Because if anybody asked if he was fit, they'd be like, no, look at how weird this looks. <laughs> he's, he's all, I think he was also like manic depressive and a bit of a nut job. Um, yeah. yeah, probably not. He was, Pablo Picasso feels like he was ruled out with general soreness a lot. Like, yeah. They named him. Yeah, He was named and then they took one look. He didn't pass a concussion test ever. They went, what? No. Draw a lady's face. Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, I know. This is my mother. Yeah. No good. <laughs> yeah. It's just like they gave him the farewell game just because, and then he kept coming back next year. Yeah. He's like, oh, guys, I'm still here. And they're like, oh, Picasso, we can't. F- yes, I'm on the go. <laughs> Come on, mate. Uh, what accent are we doing? I don't know. I'm sure it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Bombers. Bombers, yep. Matt? I'm going to go West Coast. Oof. Yeah. Cool. Cool. No, no bravery there. <laughs> Friday night footy at the SCG, Sydney taking on Hawthorne. Sydney. Sydney. Yep. Although something tells me they have good games, Hawthorne will be angry, but yep. Sydney are better. Buddy always plays well against Hawthorne too. Yep, Buddy will yep. turn it on. Yep, Aaliyah will put their very small forward line to bed. God, I yep. love Aaliyah. Uh, yeah, they'll win. Melbourne, oh, taking on Freo at the MCG. I'm going to go Freo. Me too. I'm going to tip Melbourne. They're going to turn it around. Yeah, they're going to turn it around. They're back. <laughs> they're going to turn it around 360 and be back where they started yeah. again. <laughs> Frio, Jesse Hogan to kick five. Oh, I didn't realise that. 
Will he get booed? Well, no, because they kind of parted in good so. terms. It wasn't yeah. like he, it wasn't like Tom Scully. No, who still gets booed? It wasn't money bags. No, it was go home and I tried, and you don't, you didn't want me there. Yeah, and yeah, I'm gonna go Frio. Oh boy, St Kilda taking on Brisbane at Marvel Stadium. Big danger game. I expect Brisbane to win by four goals. Um, I think yeah. I say that every week. <laughs> yeah. There was one week where you were like, yo, it's dangerous, 30 points. Uh, yeah, four, uh, four or five goals, I think. They should. If Brisbane play to their potential, is Hanabry back this week? Oh, I, I don't know. I reckon they might give him another week. Not sure. If did he play in the reserves or did they have a buy? I feel like the no, reserves had a buy. played in the reserves. I did. Or he might be back. Because um, Max mm. King, they thought he'd done his knee again, but they just heard it. He's fine. Oh, bloody hell. It's yeah. dangerous. I'm going to. to to buy into the narrative that we just Sweet illustrated, I'm going to tip St Kilda on right now. I'm going to do it. Change my tip. I'm oh, doing it right now. Oh, dog the boys, Sean. Yeah. Narrative. Nah, that's all right. The I narrative wins. Narrative wins. Good. <laughs> but so did Brisbane. Story, yeah. story is king. <laughs> We've got to get to the grand final where Billy Slater. We've got to get to round 22 where Billy Slater gets to come out and play. Yeah. yeah. That's what we want. That's all we want. The mighty duck rule. And Stephen King the, on one leg. It's the fucking air bud rule. Like, the, <laughs> who are they playing? Oh. Whoever the opposition is goes to the the umpire. Is like this is bullshit. It was Sydney. It was Sydney. And Gill's just like, there's nothing in the rules that says that Billy Slater can't play football. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Port Adelaide hosting Geelong. Now, people tipping at home. This is dangerous as fuck. Geelong are awful after a bye. Hey Sean. Yeah. Matt. Trivia question for you. Mm-hmm. How many games have Geelong won after the mid-season bye? So not including the finals bye. In Chris Scott's time. In Chris Scott's time. Zero. Zero. We are zero and seven. Yeah. It's going to continue. Fuck off it is. I'm going to have to tip Port. If we are a team that has improved this year, so it's a bit like the Essendon game and a bit like the Sydney game this year, both danger games. This is another danger game. If we are serious about winning a premiership this year, we will win this game. If Port are serious about playing finals, they yeah. need to win this game. Yeah, I, reckon, I reckon you think about the mentality of this and Port's going Geelong are bad after the bye. And they've got to drop one at some point. Yep. I think that trumps Geelong going, we've got to win this because you're so far in front. There's complacency there. But I don't think – I, I would have said that last year, but I don't feel like this Geelong team gets complacent the way it used to. That's an arrogant call. But it hasn't. Does Does Gary's powers get amplified in the city of churches? Oh, oh shit. Matt. <laughs> shit. Matt. That is a contingency. We didn't even – Geelong by 60 points. <laughs> I have to change my tip to Geelong now. I think Geelong, kicks 10. Geelong yeah. will win. Gaz will get oh, three I didn't votes. Even, it's like he he will they'll get to the ground and be like, he's so shiny tonight. Mm. Fuck. Oh the, the final stake will be Port will get score 66 points. And so it'll be like <laughs> 10 goals, six behinds, 66. So it'll be yeah. 10, 666. Six, six, and Gary will be like no. a beacon of hope. It's just going to be great. Like he'll, he'll rush behind so yeah. they're 766. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, we didn't win. Yes, but I couldn't let the devil be on our scorecard. <laughs> yep, Geelong for me. Geelong. Yeah. Uh, Western Bulldogs versus Collingwood. I'm going doggies. Is this at the G or Marvel? It's at Marvel. Marvel. Doggies usually turn it on against Collingwood. You, you nearly don't always win. This year, didn't you? Yeah, it was pretty close. And that was at the close. G. That was at the G. It was earlier in the season though. So, as you know, we weren't. Found out a little bit. I don't know. I think it'll be close. I think we'll we'll match them pretty well. I'm going to tip my boys, but yeah, yep. quietly, quietly not confident. Uh, I I think Bulldogs. Let's go. All aboard. Warms my heart. We're that far behind in the tips. We need to pull off a few miracles. I mean, I've been that far behind for about ten weeks. Yeah, 
And then Adelaide North, Suns, Giants, Richmond and Carlton all have a bye. I don't know if Great. Richmond will be able to get through the bye. Oh, I, There's a couple of teams there that are screaming out for a bye, and I think Gold Coast is absolutely one of them. Yes. Yeah. They are cooked. Yeah, definitely. All righty. Hey, Dush. Um, uh, hey, Sean, have we got any emails? We do, Tom. We've got quite a few. We're just going to do a couple of them, and um, we'll get stuck into the rest when Dush is back. When Dush is back next week. And uh, when I'm not here. Oh, yeah. Are you going to be at the pub next week? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe drinking beer. Oh, okay. Watching yeah. footy? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Oh. Watching a, a, a four to five goal Brisbane win. A replay. Or, f- or from a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think like what would be a good year to watch a Brisbane St. Kilda replay. Probably any time in the early 2000s. Probably. Mm. Um, all right. We got one. From a friend of the show, Mark Jaspers. Boys, I'm the Kiwi living in South Melbourne who chose the Swans to barrack for so he could smugly explain the history of the Swans when people ask why I support them. I think we gave him advice in yep. a previous email. He, he said, I'm going to go for the Swans because I'm in South Melbourne, I think was his uh-huh. thing. Now, this is a short one, but it's, very, it's an exciting email. <laughs> he says, so I'm in the Palace Hotel on Saturday night. Tom, who do you think walked in? He lives in South... So, Sydney-related? Yeah. Goodsy? No. Oh. Was it the man, the myth, the legend? <laughs> Who is on my socks right now? <laughs> was it? Kappa! Boris Kappa just walked straight in. I don't think he walked. Uh, Sean, 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 he didn't walk. He flew in. <laughs> and Mark said, that's all? How good's footy? <laughs> we haven't had a Kappa sighting or mentioned a Kappa for a number of weeks, and I'm glad it's back. Oh, Thanks, man. mate, for bringing that to our attention. Kappa watch is good. And we'll wrap it up with one from a friend of the show, Ryan O'Grady, um, who we've heard from before, actually. Hey, guys, me again. You were asking a few weeks back what part, of, uh, what part I'm from in Ireland. Uh, he's from Carlo, which is about 40 minutes from Wicklow. Do you know Carlo? I do. I've been through there. Been through Wicklow on my way down to Waterford. Oh, look at me, I know stuff about Ireland. Oh, shut up, Tom. Ireland's fucking great. I get excited about it. Shut right, up. Settle down, Pierce Hanley. All right, mate. <laughs> oh, he's a good player. He's a great player. He's a great man. Big fan. Love Pierce. Paris. My cousins lived in Australia 10 to 12 years ago and sent home a Frio jersey. Ever since then, I was hooked and followed them since, which can be a fucking disaster with the time difference. That would be pretty brutal. Yeah, because yeah. they're. It'd be like 14 hours. It'd be like it? figuring out what. Football time differences and then factoring in Perth. I'm just going to quickly see. So he lives in Ireland. Yeah. It's going to be really roundabout here and and just be like. Yep. Punch in like Dublin, I guess, because. Well, no, you can punch in uh, Wicklow. Wicklow? Yeah. Carlo? (laughs) He's given us. Well, Carlo, if you want to be specific, yeah. This is good. Not all emails have the. (laughs) This time (laughs) difference. I can't can't get Wicklow. Um, He's giving me Cork or Dublin. Yeah, go Cork. All right, closer to Cork? I think so. Okay, it is currently 8.03 p.m., which means it is it's 11 a.m. Over there. Over there. So it's actually so it's 6 o'clock in Perth right now, yep. and it's 11 a.m. So if he's watching a day game in Perth, it is like early as fuck. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Still at the pub, though. It's fucking hard. Yeah, that is. That's murder. <laughs> I've also got Paris and Beijing on my world clock, and I don't know why. All right, good on you, Tom. <laughs> Man of the world. Yeah. 
Ryan continues, I was over in Perth last summer staying with the Mrs. Brother and Sister and got to see them play in Optus. Surprisingly, they beat the Crows. But fuck me, it's an exciting season so far. What a performance last night. We've been pretty awesome in the last quarter. Michael Walters is having an insane season. He really can't put a foot wrong. It's great to see Fife playing great footy again. Brandon Matera is throwing himself about too. Thanks for the podcast, guys. Really enjoying it. Ryan. Good on you, mate. What a fucking ripping email. Great email. Helped Tom. us do math. That's oh, good. We yeah. got the time difference down. Well, we didn't. We normally we're... don't figure out time differences. Yeah. And do you know what? We didn't really then well, either. It didn't help. Really. I, yeah. I do have to apologize. We talked about Michael Walters a lot, so he's probably going to retire this week. So my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're really sorry, Ryan. Yeah. But um, if you want us to retire any other players, Tom, where can they reach us? Uh, so, yeah, send us your retired players to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or on Twitter at howgoodsfooty. Uh, individually, you can reach me at Awkward Trade. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. And I'm at Matt Smolin. You got anything you want to plug, Matt? Nah, just just live your best lives, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> How goes footy? Oh, it's the best. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.